Hello and welcome to the YAT podcast, where YAT stands for Young African Talks. What is this show all about? It's about young Africans passionate about the continent, passionate about sharing African stories as well as amplifying African voices. Our goal is to start some awesome conversations around what's happening in the continent, especially amongst young people, what we're talking about, what we're thinking, what we're doing, as well as what we hope for the future. Join us as we explore uniquely African issues from all over Africa. should tell people what yet means i just realized we didn't say what yet y-a-t what yet means this is the yet podcast and yet stands for young african talks what why why that name um i was just trying to come up with a cool name in the shower (laughs) literally (laughs) i wasn't trying you know it just came to me and i was like what what is the intention for the podcast i think i think i think it captures a intention of it exactly for young people to talk it's it, as simple as that yes, what are we talking about exactly what is our concerns uh what is your worries you know what are you sitting with you know mm, what mm. are you grappling with as a young person on this continent exactly and that's the intention and direction of this podcast or the desire mm. of this podcast mm. and and um young african talks yet mm. kind of so encompasses all of that. Apart from giving young people this idea or this platform to to speak, what motivated you to think of this initiative? Because I have to I have to be upfront here. Uh, it is to your credit that this has started. You know? Oh my gosh. So, so like to be completely, completely honest, I am podcast fanatic. Mm. I listen to podcasts all the time when I'm walking, when I'm cooking, when I'm doing my laundry, when I'm cleaning. And what I found is that the the options of podcasts to listen to in the various platforms that they exist on, they're very limited um, young African voices mm. speaking. A lot of the times you get young African-American voices speaking mm. or young um, Africans speaking in diaspora. Mm. So there's a lot of um, different abroad perspectives mixed into those those voices and also if there is podcast on africa and i've tried you guys i have tried looking for specifically african podcasts the ones that are there are not necessarily interesting i hate Mm. to say it or they're just not relevant to the things that i'm interested as a young person Mm. a lot of them are about technology about news and updates Mm. and about business and so i was like that's great yes Mm. but what are the um, cultural issues and popular issues that young people like me mm. are interested in. And there, I, I felt like there was a big gap. So I was like, I can't just complain about it. I mm. have to do something, you know? Mm. I I think, let me pick it up from, from pick two mm. things off from what you have said. One is that the subject that is being discussed in this podcast, you know, does not really pick to your interest. Uh, but one could say that Young people are very interested in technology. And if the future is youth, 
then they need to be aware of what is happening in news. You but know, that's the and thing. It was like technology, but not young people talking about the cool young, you know, the, the cool oh. things that young people are doing with technology. Mm. It was just like, yeah, this is a. And then a lot of the technological kind of podcast. Okay, wait, guys. Mm. I should be honest. I listened to like one. Mm. <laughs> and it's, 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 but it's, it, it's by an older generation mm. i would say but mm. also it's not geared to deal with the with the kind of context that young mm. people are facing this leads me to my second point i wanted to raise you know your 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 ability to to spot the need and to do something about that need you know i think it's a good spirit that young people should 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 embody not know. should they do embody i okay. feel like there're very many young problem solvers in africa tackling the issues that the societies mm. are facing and mm. kind of coming up with solutions for that. But we don't necessarily hear those stories and we don't necessarily know what they're out there doing. Uh, I didn't say that to, to negate the the marvelous things, you know, that young people are doing mm. all over the world. Mm, mm. You know, but I think I'm I'm just affirming that mindset to say, as a young person, of course you're a young person, there's a need I want to do something to fill this need. Yeah. Uh, to respond to this need. Yeah. Uh, of course, young people are doing, and, you know, so I think this is what the podcast is about. Yes, I think so. To too. give people who do not, to say, oh, I want to say this, but I don't have the platform to say this, and then this podcast will give you this platform. Mm. You know, to say, come and, come and speak to fellow young people. Yes. Come and share your ideas. Exactly. You know, come and share your experiences, your, your successes, your failures, and your challenges. Exactly. And come and propose, or come and show us a, a problem that's in society that we don't necessarily know about, mm. um, or come and show us a solution that you've been thinking about to a certain problem that you know we we don't have a, mm. a solution to, but you do. So yeah, that's like the long or short mm. <laughs> of the intention for this podcast. And I think before we go any further, we need to tell people who we are mm. because we just started talking mm. about mm. what we want to do and what the podcast is about. But who are we? You go first. Should I go first? Go first. Okay. My name is Andrew Akwan. I'm in Nigerian living in South Africa. Doing currently, you know doing his master's in philosophy and I'm passionate, passionate about the progress of this continent. Mm. Uh, and I feel like, you know, my understanding of, of world issues, my understanding of people, my understanding of the continent, you know, all of this is geared uh, towards doing something for this continent that will take this continent from where it is to, to a place that it can stand, you know, and compete on the on the world stage, not just to compete there, but to bring about the material well-being of of the people living living here. Mm. So, how old are you, Andrew? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, that is a question that people don't normally ask. Uh, Maybe we should qualify the age because this is a young people, quote unquote. Yeah, you know. That question might discredit, like, you know, you cannot speak for young people, or you're too young. Or, you know. Maybe but we I'm, should have an, a podcast episode on what young is young. I'll, I'll How young that. is young? I'll leave that to the audience to, to decide. Yes. I'm 27. I I was 27 in May. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you recently turned 27. Yeah, I think 
At 13, we shouldn't call ourselves youth again. What? I think 30 is young. Maybe 35, 40, 30 is young. You have that, um, when you have young 30, under 30, I don't know. Like Anyway, mm. we'll see. Maybe our audience could tell us what they think, where the, where the end point for, for young, youth. for youth should be. Mm. Because I see, you know, in, like in my country, it, depending on what is being offered in the platform, you see people of 50 claiming to be youth. Really? If there is certain incentives that people will get. Okay, know. 50 isn't young. <laughs> 50 is not young. That's half a century. Okay, but I think it would be interesting to do a survey on, I think in almost all countries in Africa, there is a portfolio, a ministry for youth. Yeah. Uh, it will be interesting to see who are those people leading those those ministries. Yes, exactly. Who, uh, is, who is in charge of... Of, of, the, of the young, young people. the yeah. young circles. Mm. Well, for me, first of all, I have to uh, just to qualify this. Um, I'm 26 years old, but in my head, I'm 19. So I guess. That <laughs> 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 oh, and and who is this 26 year old? My name is Lynette Kimathi. I am a Kenyan living in South Africa, and I'm also studying my masters and studying um, environmental economics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I'm also passionate about what young people are doing and saying in the continent and about unearthing uniquely African stories that kind of um, add, add more color and texture and more variety to this home that we call Africa. Because mm. there's so many of us with so many different cultures mm. and opinions and ideas. And I really just want to unearth that. You, you, you said that... Africa is home, you know, this home we call Africa. Yes, it is. I think probably that should direct a conversation to that to that to that point. Yes, of, yes, of yes. Asking, you know, how do you feel you are from Kenya, as you have said, and you're living in South Africa? Have you really felt at home here? Can you call um, this country home? And mm. what is the experiences of other young people living in diaspora or living in outside their countries? Even outside their region, like if you're Igbo living in a Yoruba land, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, what is your experience, you know? Will you call that place home? Well, that's a deeply... You're, you're asking me tough questions, Andrew. <laughs> when we just started. <laughs> um, so um, just to lead up my answer with the background of my um, upbringing. Mm. I was born in Kenya, lived there for eight years, mm. left Kenya when I was eight and went to live in Botswana and lived there for ten years. Mm. So that's also why I don't sound like a typical, quote-unquote, typical Kenyan. I don't have a Kenyan accent mm. because I lived outside Kenya for more years than I lived in Kenya. Mm. And then after Botswana, lived there till I was 18, 10 years, and then crossed over to South Africa. I've been here since then. It's going on, um, what, this is the seventh year now? Mm. No, I'm 26. Yeah, eighth year. It's the eighth year now. And... For me, that's why I call Africa home, because that idea of home expanded so severely mm. the minute I set foot outside of mm. of Kenya, because Kenya is my cultural home and my ancestral home, mm. and you know um the my passport home I have a Kenyan passport, <laughs> yeah. but I don't necessarily think like um majority of Kenyans mm. I don't have a close association with a lot of geographical Kenyan places mm. I can speak the language but I don't think of Kenya as home simply because I haven't lived there for a while mm. but it is the home that that 
my origin, so mm. to speak. Mm. So it's the home that I belong to, mm. but not the home that I live in or stay in or identify in, if that makes sense. Yeah. So are you, are you sentimental about if issues around surrounding Kenya comes up, you know, how do you feel about, about that? Oh my God. The worst, the thing that I hate the most about um, having lived outside of Kenya for so long, but identifying as Kenyan. Because mm. if somebody asks me my heritage or my nationality, I will say that I'm Kenyan. Mm. It's that whenever people hear my history and hear how I speak, actual Kenyans tell me, well, ah, oh, you're not Kenyan, you're South African. Mm. But South Africans don't think me as or don't think of me as a South African. Mm. So it's like a weird in-between. Like, I'm not South African, even though I've lived here for a long time. Um, I'm not Mutsana, even though I grew up there and it mm. shaped a lot of my adolescence. Mm. I am Kenyan, but Kenyans who, you know, like who have lived there for mm. majority of their lives reject me as They're a not Kenyan. They're not you. Mm. It's, it's almost like being forced to think of myself not tethered to a country, mm. but as the whole of Africa as my home. Mm. Because these separate three countries have had so much... Influence. Influence, exactly. Mm. Thank you, that's the word. Mm. Influence into my being that I can't pick, you know, I can't pick one without thinking of the other. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, as, as you're speaking, like, I'm, I'm wondering here, what really marks someone as belonging to a particular country? Mm-hmm. Is it that you speak in the same way that they speak? Like, I'm sure in Kenya, not everyone speaks in the same way. Yes. You know. There's like 53 languages. Yeah. Let me not say stats here before I get things wrong. Mm. <laughs> but there's a lot of different languages. Yeah, so it's, is, it, is it that you can speak the language in a certain way? Uh, is it how you look? Is it that you hold a passport from that country? Mm-hmm. You know, I think these are things, you know, we need to interrogate and say, like, what does it mean to, to be Nigerian? What does it mean to be Kenyan, you know? What is it for you? Because you came to South Africa quite recently, yes? How many years have you I been in South I think I've Africa? been in South Africa for six years now. Okay. Yeah, I've done all my studies here. Yes. All my tertiary studies. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm still in South Africa because I love the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just need to put it out there. Mm. I love the country. I I love the people. You know, I think this is a weird situation where sometimes you feel like you love someone and the other person doesn't love you back. <laughs> it's like unrequited love. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way yeah. of putting it. It's like being in that kind of relationship, you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You really love this girl, but, you know. She doesn't want you. She doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I've had good experiences, you know, of being here. Yeah. Uh, I've had good relationships. Mm, uh, f- mm. with the local people mm-hmm. by local people I mean you know, those people that call themselves South Africans mm. you know and, and sometimes very distressing you know moments of, of here as a Nigerian you know you carry this baggage lots of baggages around mm. you know it's either you're a first-star you're you a four-one-nine what is this nine thing I hear about it so many times. <laughs> that would be a convention for another day. But simply for nice like a, a first star. Uh-huh. You know, oh a con man. A con man. Oh the Nigerian yeah. prince that is stuck in Denmark that mm-hmm. needs help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or you're a drug lord. You oh know. yeah. That that yeah. that idea of Nigerians as mm. drug dealers is huge in South but, Africa. But, but also very good 
and affirming affirming things like hard working like hard working you know yeah. recently i won a prize in philosophy i wrote an essay mm. and so the second position mm-hmm. you know was was this lady she's south african yeah uh, white and she came with the father for the prize giving ceremony yes and the man approached me and said like why did you beat my daughter what no no like... on, 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 a, on a light stone though on a, it was, it was, but it was. Oh, like, that's know. so confrontational. Like, why did you oh, meet my daughter? Why did you meet my daughter? <laughs> and I look at him and say, because I'm Nigerian. Oh, what a win for you, people. That's, I like that. Uh, <laughs> because I'm Nigerian. And, and it's, it's an answer he didn't expect. Yes. And he just smiled and shook my hand, you know, and said, well done. Yeah. So I, I take great pride in being, in being Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And... I take pride because I know that I'm doing good things here. I'm contributing yes. to the to the epistemic economy of, of South Africa. Did you just drop a philosophical word to the no. epistemic? What does that mean? <laughs> Look it up in your dictionary. <laughs> Are you giving us homework now? <laughs> so I think I'm adding value to this country. Yes, you know, in, yes. In, in, in what I'm studying, you know, in what I do, in the work I produce. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, want, I wanted to talk about the bad experiences I've had. I've been I've been in taxis about three times, you know, and particularly when I was I was new to the country, I struggled to get the language, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one can easily pick up that they are not. You're from not, here. yeah, yeah, for So I will I will ask someone, what did they say? There is always a, some sort of announcement going on in this public transport, and the person will say, "Where are you from?" You know, mm. and I said, "I'm Nigerian." And the next question will be, you know, are you doing drugs? Really? For three times, I've had this experience. Mm. You know, I don't know if it's how I look or because mm. I'm just Nigerian. And and once they ask that, that question, there is there is a response. You know, there is a bodily response. They shift away from me. Wow. You know? And in those moments, it's not interesting. It's not nice. You know, I mm. feel we really feel like ah, I do not belong here, and mm. I'm not wanted here. Mm. But as I said, you know, it's it's a mix. It's a mix, a bag of experiences. Yeah. You know, some good, some bad, some very good, some very bad. Mm. But yeah, as I said, you know, it's it's a place I love, and that is why I'm still here. Probably when I fall out of love, I will I will go home. Okay. Mm. Well, it's it's always nice to know that there's a place called home. Mm. I guess a place to return to. Mm. And and I think you know that that is why I ask that question. You know, do you feel at home here? Is Africa home? You know, for me, Africa is. Is home, but not home, home. But when you say Africa, are you talking about the whole? I'm country? talking about the whole, at least sub-Saharan Africa. You know that. I yeah, but is, that's so interesting that you say that because you you are Nigerian. So how would you not think of Africa as home? Because of this, as I said, you know, you want it to be home. But I think home is a place where you're not judged, where you are accepted and embraced. Oh, that uh, that that sounds like an idealistic world that will never. Yeah, but <laughs> is that least, a negative of me? At least because not, judgment is, yeah. You expect that home is a place you should go back to when you're, f- mm. when you're fallen. Yeah, you know, and you're embraced and yeah, and cautioned appropriately. Yeah, you know, but still loved. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you don't just feel that way. You know, mm-hmm. you feel like mm-hmm. even when you're good, you know, they don't want you, you know. Mm. I think in every home, the people will take pride, especially when you have done something worthwhile, something good, you know. But in some cases, whether you are doing good or doing bad, 
you are not appreciated, you are not wanted. Yeah, but it feels home because I, will, I, feel, I, I, I call it home. Mm. Uh, but I think home, home is not necessarily Nigeria where mm-hmm. I'm from mm-hmm. because I come from a very small ethnic group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but home, home is where you, I feel loved. Ah. So there's a possibility of this turning home, home. Mm. You know, and I think it's, it's the responsibility of young people to make it that, you know, for ourselves. Because we are the future of this continent. Mm-hmm. So we begin to appreciate each other, regardless of where you come from, and make the other person feel like, here, yeah, you are home, home. Then I think, you know... And to recognize what it takes to make a place feel like home. Mm-hmm. Because for me, when you started talking about your bad experiences, I could relate. Mm-hmm. That idea of being in a taxi and you're judged for not speaking the... Oh, by the way, guys, a taxi is the public transport. It's not the... Fo- it's not the five-seater sedan that most people know a taxi as. Here it's a minibus. They call the public transport minibus that's usually a 15-seater. That's called a taxi. And being in a taxi, which is the majority of the public transport, um, and not being able to speak the local language, you stand out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's like it, 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 it causes some anxiety and mm-hmm. it, it, it thrusts you so much into that idea of being the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had such experiences. I've had experiences where somebody told me, also that 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 stereotypes of Kenyans. Somebody told me that Kenyans are s- steel, basically. <laughs> they asked me. I said I'm Kenyan. They asked me if I was Kikuyu. Mm. Kikuyu is the majority ethnic group in Kenya, and they're known to be, <laughs> let's say, skilled with money. Mm. But they also have not necessarily a good, good reputation. And he asked me to my face. Oh, so. Uh, are you Kikuyu? And I said no. Then he's like, "Oh, well, that's good because Kikuyus are the ones who steal." Mm. And I was like, "I, I mean, Kikuyus as this person has he interacted mm. with?" And so that that idea of feeling like there's um, a perception of who you are immediately, you say that you are not mm. a local. Mm. That springs up. I I get that. Mm. For me, though, I would I would say that home is is I I recognize what you mean by going to a place where you're not judged and going to a place where you feel like you can um, kind of be yourself and mm-hmm. rely on the space around you and mm-hmm. the people in that space. I think I think of that with my family and my friends, but I don't necessarily um, because for me, since my family moved with me. Mm-hmm to these three different countries. Mm. For me, that is very uh, mobile. Mm. But because I love the continent, I could be anywhere, any country, but with the people that I'm comfortable with and still call that home. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's why I think of the continent as home. It's like a physical location that Mm. I would want to kind of plant myself Mm. in. And then... With the but, people around me. You know what is interesting, you know, as you're speaking? Yes. Um, I'm thinking of the conversations I've had with South Africans, young yes. South Africans. Yeah. And some of them saying, I don't feel at home in this country. Really? Yeah, I, yeah I'm from here, but I don't feel at home. So I think feelings are important. Mm-hmm. You, might have, you might hold a passport of, from, from a particular, particular country, but you might not really feel like this, you know, I feel at home here. So, I think, you know, these are experiences we should, we should curate. These are stories we should hear, you know, and mm. share and document. Yes. 
and I, I really am grateful for for initiative to yeah to thank, start this this project. Thanks, man. Like, thanks, Andrew. Mm. Making me feel so proud of myself. Mm. But I think it it's definitely something that I thought other people would be interested in, and I hope that we do it justice. Because also, I would also love to hear um, that perspective that you mentioned, but also the perspective of being a foreigner living in a different land. Mm. Um, and what that is like. And then, tying into our issue of is Africa home, mm. the idea of Pan-Africanism. Mm. Do young people buy into that idea of Pan-Africanism? Because I think like the older generation, the generation of freedom fighters, mm. Mugabe, mm. Kwame Nkrumah, mm. all of those great legends who really bought into that idea, mm. but didn't execute the idea. Mm. And maybe there was... You know, people kind of were like the a pipe dream. What's that word you say when somebody falls out of love with something? There's a word, guys. Uh, disillusioned. Maybe people got disillusioned with the idea of pan-Africanism. Mm. So what is that perception of feeling a sense of togetherness mm. with other Africans? Mm. And what does it mean? today in the 21st century exactly how can we be pan-african today exactly i still maintain because i feel like being pan-african doesn't really mean doing away with your identity your local identity absolutely you know? yeah but how do we conceptualize it in such a way that it's healthy of difference but also in appreciation of of who you are of your language of your customs of your culture you know and these are conversations that are not really out there. People are thinking of, people are not really thinking about these issues. And we would like young people to really begin to think of, you know, what is the continent we are creating? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I, for me, there could be argument that even this idea of Pan-Africanism is an elitist idea, you know. And increasingly we see in the world that nations are becoming becoming very nationalistic. Yeah, they're, be, and very they're close going. Yeah. But, but we mustn't so, forget, I think, sorry to cut you mm. off, but I mean, like the origin of um, Africanness, I mm. believe, that sense of Ubuntu. Mm. I am not, you are who you are because of other people. Mm. That underlying culture of togetherness is so unique to, Afri- to Africa mm. and African people. So, I understand how the idea of pan-Africanism kind of came about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if we are to be moving away from that, or if we don't mm. necessarily believe in it, then, you know, like, we need to ask ourselves why. For me, far from the, the ontological claim of, you know, I am because you are, mm-hmm. I think I will lean towards the pragmatic side of saying there is strength in unity, pragmatically. Yes. You know? Uh, uh, African nations are too small, like to to go into negotiations with a country like China or the United States. Exactly, you know? and, and it, it 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 boggles my mind how we didn't, we never thought to mm. be like we are t- stronger together. Mm. But anyway, we, we 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 imagine a country like Gabon or mm-hmm. any pick any country Eritrea, like in, in Africa. You know, you know that is, and China is upon us. And we expect that they will get a deal that favors their people, you know, when they are negotiating as this small, small nation state. Exactly. You know, if a nation state really exists in Africa. But for pragmatic reasons, 
I favor Pan-Africanism, you know, mm-hmm. not the idea of I am. Of course, it's it's an interesting idea and something we can talk about. Are you rejecting a book? Is that another podcast? <laughs> we I think that should be another podcast. Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into that because okay. I think, you know. Okay, but, fair yeah, enough. Mm, uh, as I, I think, you know, of course there is need for for an ontological ground grounding of some sort. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But I, I, I think we should be very pragmatic at this age. You know, okay. Of saying, yeah, we are we are better off together. We are better off as coming together. Even if we are still yeah, of course we'll still be states. But can we come together as Sadak, as Ecowas, uh, and negotiate a trade, mm. you know, or probably Form a kind of government, still maintaining. You're this. forgetting there's the AU, but uh, yeah, uh, but that is another story. That's another yeah. story. Yeah. So what? I, what? Yeah. Going back to where we started, mm. do I would love to hear from our audience. Mm. Do you feel Pan African? Mm. What is your understanding of Pan Pan African for the self, and what is it for you to be? African, what does it mean for you to be African in this, like in this context as mm. a young person in 2019 mm. what, when someone says Pan-African what does that feel like for mm. you? Um, I think it's something that's really really important and we might explore going in more episodes because mm. our, our idea is to hear all those different voices mm. across the continent mm. and that's mm. an element of you know, kind of encouraging a unity across mm. all continents, mm. countries. Sorry. Okay. So I think we have come full circle a mm. little bit. Mm. We have talked about the motivations, the intentions, and now we leave it up to the audience. Mm. Um, I don't know. Closing. Any closing thoughts? I I would say please. Share your thoughts with us about these issues. Mm. You know, let's let's take the country, let's take the continent into our hands and build it wants it to be. You know, for ourselves and for our children. Mm-hmm. You know, that will come after us, mm. uh, not just after us, but they will live with us. Mm. Uh, so we need to only discuss. We we need to sh- uh, shape it in some in some way, mm. you know, in a healthy way. In a way that is uh, accepting of difference, you know. And yeah, my thought is, thank you for for listening. I hope to hear from you, you know, in one form or the other. Uh, subscribe and like and share if if you liked it. Yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch all our uh, following episodes. We're looking forward to discussing even more relevant interesting and uniquely african stories follow us on our social media that's at yat podcast on instagram y-a-t-p-o-d-c-a-s-t yat podcast and send us through your thoughts and comments we'd love to hear what you think about what what we discussed today we really want you guys to send us your two cents and we we're looking forward to your interactions with us um send us through your recordings to just record a quick uh, voice note and send it to us um at the yat podcast at gmail.com that's y-a-t 
P-O-D-C-A-S-T, the Yat Podcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you and uh, subscribe so you can catch all the new episodes coming your way. Thanks and bye-bye. I'd also like to thank Adrian Paulson and Marco Mazenda for helping with production and editing of audio and helping with um, producing this episode as well as helping with conceptualizing this podcast we would not have been able to produce this episode without you